Cosmic fans, get ready for a great episode as Jerry Ordway and I talk about what it's like to be a comic book artist, and Jerry talks about how to draw the Ordway. You might have heard of the Marvel way. Get ready for the Ordway. Plus, we talk about some of the latest things we've been up to, what new shows we've been watching, like Hulu's Hellstrom, based on the Son of Satan character. Sarah, the singing waitress, pops in and talks to us about her Halloween plans. That and a whole lot more on today's Power Cosmic episode. But before we start, I want to let you know, check out my new YouTube show, Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure. It's me and my friend Ed Dollister from Australia. And every two weeks, we look back at all the cool things we grew up with, from the $6 million man to the land of the lost to Indiana Jones, toys and more. That's all on Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure, now on YouTube. There's about 20 episodes, and there's more to come. So please check it out. And as always, make sure you get ready for next August, or summer, actually, July 30th to August 1st, as Terrificon returns to the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Now, on to the latest episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. <laughs> You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Today is October 22nd. I think so. Is it 20? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go with that. Because, yeah. All right. Today's topic, since you're drawing a comic soon, well, you draw a lot of times. You know how they used to have How to Draw the Marvel Way? This is How to Draw Comics the Ord Way. What is the mindset that you need to get into to sit down? Because I was thinking about this the other day. You have a deadline. Somebody sends you a script. you got to get the book done in a certain amount of days. you got factors of time what the script says right. and just your own imagination so how do you how do you what, what's the first thing you do when you've got to draw something do you look at the whole thing you read yeah, it yeah no you try to read it a couple times and a you couple try times to, yeah and then you try to visualize what reference you might need like if it's got a sequence with tractor trailers train, yeah. or whatever and you try to figure out reference like, yeah am I going to go find it now am I going to wait till Doing so it. you try to. I always try to. If I have time, I always try to gather as much as I can initially, mm-hmm. even if you don't use it, because it basically you help you absorb some of it. You know, so like that's some of that. so. Do you start doing your breakdowns? Like, here's what I'm going to do on this page. The first and drawing I do is right on the page. It's like a really tiny thumbnail. Yeah. It would be like maybe two inches tall on the script page, just showing me how I would break the panel sizes mm-hmm. and. A lot of times, if it's a full script, the panel size is dictated kind of by how much dialogue. Even though it goes a counter, like if you were doing it from a plot, yeah, you would draw the most cool scene, biggest. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest panel would be a cool scene, but unfortunately, there's a limited amount of space for balloons. Right. So if you have an eight-panel page, 
Yeah. And there's you a lot of dialogue. You plan it out for which panel's got the most back and forth dialogue, and that's going to wind up being the bigger one, just because you need that real estate. So it changes the. But you, you know, I try to work stuff like that out first, oh, right. and then I do a larger prelim, maybe six inches, say five by seven or something, mm-hmm. and lay it out. And then I would blow it up on the computer, I would scan it, and then I would print it out on blue line, and then I would ink it. Oh. Didn't always used to work that way. That's what I a typical to, 20-something page book? Or a, yeah. But sometimes there's stuff that you, like, sometimes if you don't have time, you, or just to change your change your pace, you'll yeah. try drawing it on the board. You know, Straight like on the actual paper, or just do rough yeah, layouts. Yeah, yeah. The problem with that is it's harder to adjust it. It's easier to do it small. And then you can fool around with it. When I'm on, yeah, when I'm Photoshop, I can move stuff around. Right. If I think, oh, this panel might. Well, be that's nowadays, but you didn't always have Photoshop. Back no, then. no. But in the old days, what was good was I and I've talked about this what? before. I used to do my breakdowns on the boards mm-hmm. and hard to grab. I would do no, just on the full size. I would just do really rough layouts of panel borders. Hmm. And this is when I was writing yeah. Superman or Shazam or whatever. I would indicate balloons, I would type up the script, and I would send those roughs off to the letterer. Mm-hmm. And the pages would come back with lettering and the balloon, the placement, all the balloons in there, and the border, panel borders inked in. Yeah. And then you could kind of go, oh, maybe I want to change this a little bit. Oh, but it was really? a good way of, of looking at it then, because you knew those pages came back to you maybe a week later. Yeah. So it gave you a week. To rethink stuff and go, oh, maybe I'll reverse oh, the. Oh, I always thought the lettering was the last thing to go in. No, the lettering would always go in before the inker would get it in the old days. Yeah. So the words like those. What did they used to have to cut and paste and glue them down the balloons with the typeset? That was only on late jobs. Really? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. I've gotten original comic pages that yeah. have the. Balloons. And that was because it was late. It was oh close no to shit! Deadline, so they would have the letter. Oh letter it based on the pencils, Xeroxes of the pencils. Oh, really? And like, oh, we don't have an extra two I days. never knew that. So I always thought they did right that, that way. And there's some pages of crisis that were like that. I think maybe towards eight or nine, you know, just because it was getting late and George would then send me pages directly. <clears throat> he would make a copy and send them to DC and then I would get the original pages oh. and then the balloons would be pasted on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that wasn't, a, that wasn't the normal way of working. Really? I never knew that. So yeah. on, a, on a normal job without a rush, the words are already typeset into the page? Yeah, they're already... Yeah, or they're already lettered. Yeah, they weren't hand-lettered. Hand yeah, they were, were hand-lettered. They were hand-lettered? Yeah. I th- when did they start doing typesetting? Because I've seen old like EC books well, the EC where books the guys used, were all types because you can tell no, by the they font. Used, they used the Leroy, Leroy lettering system. It was kind of a template. Yeah, that's how the ECs were done. Mechanical looking. Yeah. yeah, it was something that you basically traced. The, it was almost like a template. Yeah, a plastic round, template, yeah. and you would draw in it. And I think that thing had a had an arm actually mm-hmm. with a pen in it, and then you would trace it on one end, and the arm would. Yeah, yeah, I've it seen it. Yeah, it's a wacky. It looked like one of those things you'd send away for. As a kid from KTEL, like yeah. how to draw, like you would trace this, and at the same time and I it think was the drawing. The reason that existed, I, my feeling is, I don't know if they, because there were there were good letterers always, and I think they men, didn't want to pay somebody. I don't know. I think it was they were still paying whoever did that. 
But I, I always wonder because the early ECs were a lot of them were written by like Al Feldstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote a lot of copy, and it makes me wonder if the amount of copy was what dictated them using the machine. Oh. Because with a mechanical system, they could probably pack in more dialogue yeah, yeah, yeah. or the, more whatever. The type spec so that it would take as much space as it might have if it was handled. It actually took away from a lot of that stuff because I would see those EC books and go. Yeah. Well, you remember Charlton had really yeah the Charlton did distinctively bad lettering. crazy lettering. Yeah, and that yeah. was also like that. It was sometimes that might have. I doubt that it was typesetting. I because never thought of it was, was expensive back then. Yeah, it, it, typesetting in the say the '60s required photostatting. Yeah, I know. I used to do that waste, my first job. Nobody would waste money photostatting. No, you had to make the mechanicals and cut and paste and typos and oh yeah. Like DC when they would do the paste up lettering, it yeah. was still hand lettered. But it was hand lettered. Sometimes it was hand lettered on. Really. Um, most of the times it was hand lettered on vellum, mm-hmm. and then somebody in production or whatever would paint the back of the vellum white. Oh, white. Yeah. And okay. And cut it yeah. out and paste it on. It was a crazy system. But hmm. um, I never knew that. The good thing about it was, like, for me when I was working on Superman, was that if or Shazam or whatever, if you could do the lettering in advance and you knew your layout. Yeah. Then you didn't have to draw if it was a city scene you didn't or something. That it was going to be filled with you were wasting, yeah. I mean, Why Currently, bother? what yeah. happens now is you waste time drawing stuff that's going to be covered up. Yeah. And it really is stupid. Oh, I've seen whole like original art pages like like you never see that. It's like in a movie where they yeah. used to crop out the letterbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like sections of the scene right. that you don't see. It's like and it's why painful. did you go through all that trouble making you it and no one's to, ever going to see it? Yeah. It's painful to draw behind balloons, especially if there's a lot of them. So, um, I mean, I wish that hand lettering would come back to a degree. Yeah. I mean, I have that problem now because I think. Like, Sometimes it gives you too many, like if you're working on your own project, yeah. it gives you too many chances to second guess yourself. Yeah. And you can never, sometimes it holds you up. Like you could just do it, you commit to it, you move on. Then you so do all the those guys, day. was it Tom Ozanowski? Or Zikowski. and then there's Artie Simic. All those old-fashioned letterers. John Costanza. John Costanza. They were all doing it by hand. Yeah. Yeah. And then when did it switch? Because I know Joe Caramagna made his fortune doing that VC lettering, but that's all computer digital stuff. Well... That's how he makes it. They also made the letterer... I mean, I don't think that... They didn't raise rates. No. I think they might have... Maybe they didn't cut the rates, but the, the letterer now does the production. Yeah. So the letterer is the last person, and they wind up formatting. They take the color file mm. they format the lettering on top of it and they create the file that goes to the printer so oh, they're okay. doing extra everybody See, winds I up doing work like Kirk. that's why there's no real production departments anymore yeah <laughs> everyone's doing their, their, their work, own work yeah and the burden has been shifted to everybody creating like kirkman page. was doing lettering robert yeah. kirkman was doing his own lettering on his books and i'm like that made no sense to me whatsoever well, alex like, decampi does it too and it's a way of saving money oh and besides but it's like why is the writer Doing the lettering, it just seems so odd. Like that's that's someone's job. To well, here's something that might blow your mind. It's like you're the architect, but you're also laying the brick. But it's like really that could, that could what? blow your mind with computer lettering. Right. It's in a font that is yeah. starts out as a hand drawn font and yeah, then it's yeah, turned yeah. into a font, right? Booked, yeah. So what they do, and this kind of makes sense, but it blew my mind in a way. The writer sends in their script script digitally. Yep. <clears throat> The letterer just copies that script, yeah, pastes it in, it, yeah. change the font, yeah. 
So it's like they're not even having to type it out. No, I know Dom Casual. You just go and pick that typeface, and then you can make it black or a bolder. Well, there's a ton of there's, there's a, a ton, ton of, of yeah, but you can get some subtle There's some yeah. great ones and. Um, yeah, but all the old sound effects too that were all hand lettered. That was the letterer's job, like crack and kapow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used or to, is that the artist what it was. Well, sometimes the artist could draw it in. Like if I knew what it was going to be, yeah. I could draw it in in pencil so that the, the guy would throw it over someone's face. Or right, 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 right. But um, there's like it, again, the, I understand it's easier to do digital lettering because you can also then send those files to foreign countries. Yeah, and oh, they it's can easier translate for them, them to do their translations right. because they're doing them digitally and right. the art is pristine. Right. But I think there's something, you know, innate artistic to mm-hmm. balloon placements. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that in a randomized kind of way. So Now here's one for you. How do you psych yourself up to draw something? Like sometimes it becomes a job and you gotta do it. So if you're Remember doing Remember the honeymooners? Yeah. Remember uh, Ralph Cramden getting mad at uh, Norton because he'd be fidgeting and yeah. straightening his hat and yeah. getting up and get, sitting down and yeah. you know yeah. shaking his hands. That's up. it basically. Yeah, you just you, you gotta just... get No, no, but sometimes I get like a, a picture in my head that I just have to get out of my head by drawing it and then once I do it I'm I'm on to something else. But it's something like, Oh yeah, that would really make a good image. And then my wife's like, why do you... And I literally will just sit down when there's nothing to do, grab a pen and paper, and start sketching something out. Some days it comes easy. Like, you can just draw... Yeah, it, it, it just right. it's, it falls out of your head, and yeah, it's yeah. done very fast. Yeah. <laughs> because you already know what it looks like, and then it's just tweaking it. But there's some days that it And then some you. days it's like... Yeah. It, I got a picture... I want to draw... You know the lizard from Marvel, yeah. Spider-Man? Yeah. I want to draw a cool lizard, because I was right. drawing all the old villains, right. like the rhino and the vulture. But I haven't found a good image in my head yet I want to do it but I there'll come a point where I'll like oh that's the look I want him to have right. I want him to be like posed like a certain right. way and then once you get it locked in your head it's easy to just draw it you look at old look at old comics well that's what yeah you get a thing you know like the rhino to me is always that John Romita picture coming through the right, wall right. so I drew that the other day bang no, no problem Vulture same thing his wings are spread he's over the city it's like a Steve Ditko drawing and it was there right. but some of them they've changed so much I'm like that because I don't want to draw every scale of the, the if I had the time yeah. I would draw every single scale yeah. like a snake but I don't but want to do that the original question was how do you get how do you inspired? psych yourself out right. yeah well, here, let me tell you paycheck would do when it. I first got into comics yeah and I was inking I was doing finishes which is a little more involved but yeah I had a conversation with Joe Rubenstein was one of the first guys yeah. I talked to because he liked talking about inking and Joe was telling me how he was working. He goes, yeah, I look at a page, Ooh. and he said, if there's an interesting face or something, I'll start with that interesting face, and oh. then I'll go on to another page, and I'll do all the interesting stuff. And I said, I can't work that way because go it's, like eating, it's like eating your dessert first. Yeah. You know, it feels like you have to do the hard work first because you know that the other stuff is going to come later. And why do you want yourself to be struggling later? So I would... I always start at the top yeah. and, and work, work my way, way down. down. Yeah. Like when I'm penciling, I would lay a whole thing out. Sometimes I'll start at the bottom yeah. and work my way up because of the way your hand is covering stuff. Like oh, penciling. yeah, that's right. Yeah, because as you go sometimes across... Sometimes it's easier. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not. Like with, with inking, it's easier to yeah. ink from the bottom up because... Are you one of those guys that rotates the page around when you're inking it too? I've seen guys spin if the page. If you're doing lines, yeah, yeah. Like if you have like a big... Line, yeah, you don't want because if you draw them from one, they start to curve yeah. wrong. You got to yeah. turn it. Yeah, no, I've, 
learn that trick. But yeah, it's easier to do the hard stuff first. Or no, you know that's jump that's, into it because if you don't, it's really then if you're gonna keep going. Oh, there's that, you know, yeah, steam thresher that I need to draw that I didn't want to draw, and it's still sitting there. Yeah, that's the too hard pile. Yeah, my boss would say that years ago. He said, "Oh, Mitch, did you put that in the too hard pile?" It's like it's I'll get to it. that later. You know. Because you're going to have to do it eventually. So you're right. Yeah, so why don't you just get through the heavy stuff now? Well, it's like doing a, and then anything. Like doing anything. Right? I don't know. If I just painted the living room. Right. And I hated doing the trim around the cabinets. Yeah. I was like, let me do that first. And then the rest of the, but here's the walls question. are easy. Did you fix any nail pops and things? I did. I started over? doing, yeah. Because that's the first step, right? Because yeah. if you don't do that, you're going to get a bad result. Yeah. The same is true with comics. It's like making sure your drawing is right. Yeah. If you ink Before a drawing, you ink it, yeah. Yeah, if you no, ink a drawing that's not right, yeah. all it's going to do is make that worse. Oh no, 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 no! Sometimes it's little things like the foot. I could look at a picture; ninety yeah. percent of it's fine, but there's one little part that I won't stop looking. I'm still mad about it. I drew that. Like I told you the vulture thing. I don't like how his back leg turned out, and I still don't like it. Like the rest yeah. of it's fine, but I keep staring at that back leg. Like I know it's not right. But if you're doing it digitally, you can. I know you can fudge it. with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the good and bad of digital is that you it's can cheap. always edit yeah. until the job is turned yeah. in. You can keep going back. Like my but in the old days, you was just like, I remember John Byrne complaining about an iron fist, a cover, because he remember there's an iron fist cover he drew, yeah. but the hand that's punching is not his hand, because oh, somebody, somebody one yeah. of the editors didn't like the way it looked, and that somebody just drew a new hand and yeah, pasted yeah. over it, and I remember Byrne saying, that's not my, I didn't draw that hand. That and little was, thing. Like, no one's going to notice it, but it, he knows that that's not his. That's a good thing about them not having anybody, an artist on staff, is that when you send pages in... It's done. If they need corrections, they have to go back to you. Yeah. In the old days, each company had people on staff. Like, at Marvel, you had John Romita Sr. Yeah, well, that's fine. He did yeah. a lot of redrawing. Yeah. But it wasn't no one's like gonna he going to ruin yeah. it. No. It would just be his head on, on your yeah. body or whatever. And plus, didn't he have the house style? Wasn't all Romita? Yeah. Like, you know, but see, he overruled at everything. DC... They had a production department of young people. Yeah. Because, well, if you're able to get work, you got work. You did work in the production department if you're right. an artist. Right. And a lot of times those production people would, would do major corrections, and you'd, I would just cringe. Oh, and you I could tell. Go, you yeah, because like they did that on All-Star Squadron. It was like, why did you paint out this face or this part of this figure? You know, it's like I had I struggled with it, but I got it as well as I could do it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd see it in print, and it would be somebody else coming along. And I know, you know, nobody has ill intention. Yeah. Someone tells them, hey, this is wrong or that's wrong, dude, fix this. Yeah. And you do it. But it was frustrating to me, especially because it would be like, oh, there's a page, there's a face that I really worked at. Yeah, yeah. And I spent extra time trying to fix it or get it right. And then somebody and then just somebody went fudged go, over it. You know, Roy probably said, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Have the editor correct it. Well, I know Elliot Brown. He was an and editor was at job, Marvel. But no, it but was it was a taste thing, you know. Like if he he would know. correct pages too, and yeah. he even talked about it in an interview. He was doing the Indiana Jones book, and he fixed a couple images. I don't know who didn't like it, Shooter or something didn't like yeah. it. It didn't matter who didn't. But like no, it, he got in trouble. I think it. he got fired because he put in it for a, a pay uh, voucher because he was the editor, but he did some artwork. Yeah. So he said, hey. We would have had to pay a guy. Right. So, and then the shooter's like, what is this? He goes, well, I put a voucher. And he goes, no, you can't do yeah. that. That was the artist. You, I think he got fired for that. I'm pretty sure that's the story. It just, it was always a problem because it would be based on someone's taste. Yeah. You know, so you could be overruled. Like even, and I've talked about this before, but I did the Fantastic Four yeah. in uh, 86 before I 
before Superman. Actually, it was we were waiting for the Man of Steel and all that yeah. stuff to start. So I was in limbo for a while. So I did like three issues of Fantastic Four. And the first two, fine. Third one was the anniversary issue. Mm-hmm. Like, 25th anniversary. What, the one with the Puppet Master? No, the one with the close-up with the thing that Barry Smith did the thing headshot. I think it was the 25th because it would have been 86. I have them all, but I I don't know what you're talking about right now. So, um, I penciled this job. Jim Shooter did the plot. Stan Lee did the dialogue. Mm. Mike Carlin got fired on that job. For? And that was good for DC. So you go end up in DC a couple months later. But... Um, when I saw the printed issue, there were John Romita pasted up heads oh, no kidding. all over my work. And I was like, you know, I've been in comics long enough that this is kind of insulting. Because it was just, they didn't seem like... No one ever told you why? Like, why no, did it was John... just because. They could do it, and that's what they did. So all the faces were just no, Romita but, faces? But a lot of, a lot of them were. Yeah, a lot of stuff yeah. was pasted up. And I'm like, well, that's weird. what's the point of this? Yeah. You know? It was, it was like a Did they give you the original pages back? Yeah, I got the pages back. And you and just I peeled, peeled off all the Romita heads? Correct, yeah. You could sell those Romita heads Sometimes, no, Facebook. they were just all eBay. stats. But oh. sometimes sometimes they do it in the uh, early 80s. They did it with whiteout on the pages. So you yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't reverse yeah. it. Yeah. That was always frustrating. That sucks. The other one is great, and people probably who buy artwork know this too. But uh, like on early All Star Squadron, yeah, there's pages that Roy would say, you know, you'd need more room for balloons. Mm. So he would actually have the production department cut whole panels out. Either that, I've seen or that. they would stat the panel. This is crazy. They would stat the panel, right? Like say they take the bottom half and they would move stuff around. Yeah, yeah. And they would I add did. space to the top, but then when they trimmed it, they would trim through your actual art. You get the art cut? Yeah, no kidding. Because the stat would be the art. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So the stat was moved up two inches and they added to the top. Right. They would wind up cutting off your original wow, art, which would have been under the stat. That gets sucks. cut off. And yeah, I yeah. go, Where's my artwork? Yeah. So there was. No, I've seen pages. I've seen pages with panels moved around. Like, what is this? Like a jigsaw puzzle? Well, it was famous for cutting and taping them from the back. Oh, Re- really? So they fall off. Yeah. He would rejigger, like, if. Buckler, especially during that time, would set up a sequence, mm-hmm. and he'd go, oh, "I'd rather move this to the next page." And he'd like an editor in a movie. He would be yeah. taping them with, like, like basically drafting tape on the back. Really? And I would get these things, and they'd practically be falling apart. No shit. Sure. So I would have to, because I'm me, I would yeah. have to make them the nice trims, and sometimes yeah, 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 I would yeah. actually cut the panels and put them in a new piece of paper so that they wouldn't fall apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's where digital obviously is a plus. Yeah, because it's moving around now. Because nobody's screwing with it. The other thing is when you look back on, even in, into the 90s, yeah. editors would use a maybe sometimes a blue marker. Mm-hmm. Now repro blue? Yes. Yeah. They could make a circle around something that needed to be fixed in production. Well, that mars the artwork. Yeah. So you got this big blue circle around, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a balloon tail, you know, yeah, to yeah, right, sharpen right. it or fix it. Right. And when you scan those now, you have to edit them out. Yeah, they it show up. up. Yeah, I know they do. Yeah. But. but yeah, no, it's a, it's, and everybody works differently, which is what's fun about sometimes watching other people work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people can just sit down and just draw. It depends on the time you have. Like you can draw right on the board. Like for most of my time I did it right on the board I didn't do prelims mm-hmm. but if you have is that a, ones that you were writing yourself or yeah. ones that okay yeah. 
Well, that's different, though, because you kind of know in your head what it's going to look like if yeah. you came up with the story. It was the first step. Yeah, it's like being a movie maker. But when you're working on something that's a little more complicated, you have to do more planning, you know, then you have to do, hmm. you know... No, but what do, you do, what do you do when you're not psyched, though? You just do it. You just do it. And, you know, I mean, you, you, you still find, you know, satisfaction... Yeah. Like if you do something, yeah. drawing something, you got it, done. Oh, that it wasn't out, there. Yeah, it came out well. Right. But that's why when everybody would say, "Oh, you know, you if you have Phoned the luxury of having," you know how people say they have like a, they hit a wall or yeah, they're right. they're stumped or right. they're they're stuck. Well, when you're on a regular monthly book, you don't have time to be stuck. You just have to work through it. So there's no, you know, I'm going to walk away and come back at this two days later because you don't have those two days. Yeah, but is you there... You have to work through it to get through your slump or get through your whatever sticking point. Yeah, but is there ever sometimes you did a book where you know this is going to be one of the best books you'll ever do? And what is that Steve Root said to you? This is, Jerry, this is the best work you'll ever yeah, do or Batman, something. Uh, the Batman. The Batman. It's like, well, I might as well go home now. I'm right. never going to top that again. I quit. According to Steve Root, I quit. No, but you know what I mean? Sometimes you look back at all these like, classic books. I don't think they realized at the time they were doing a certain issue. They, this is going to be yeah. read 50 years later, and people are going to look at that and go, this is a great story, as opposed to the other 60 that you did that year. Because you yeah. just, I mean, do you, well, ever, you, do you I, ever have a story that you go, oh, this is going to be one they're going to be talking about? Yeah, like, and they don't? I always think of Ed Wood. Remember the Johnny Depp? <laughs> it's going, a classic. This is, it. This yeah. is the one this I'll is be the remembered one. This for. is the one. Exactly. Yeah. Wildstar. No, Everyone's going to put that Jerry Ordway. Wildstar creator. No, no it'll be the guy who wrote Shazam. And, you think about yeah. it and you don't think in those terms because you're just doing it. No, you might, though. If you're younger, though, you might think every issue you do is going to be your... your well, you hope uh, to get better. I'm trying to think what, what would be your Joe, your Jack Kirby issue, 51, This Man, This Monster. That's going to be the one they're going to talk about forever. It's going to be your Storanko, Nick Fury well, cover. Well, it's weird you know? that, like, with Death of Superman, it's certainly yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. And I was writing it. But that's not so the one you're most proud of, that, though, is it? Well, I mean, I'm proud of but my the Shazam run. I like that story. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, like, when, you, when you're writing stuff, you would say, oh, this this was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that was able to work that into whatever. Yeah. They're all little battles. There's nothing that, I, mean, I don't think even the people who work on stuff know when they've hit some kind of peak. It just happens. Yes. You know? Sarah, Sarah's happy. She's stepped dancing around. No, but, uh, dude, look at that broadcaster. Does that guy look like Ronald McDonald or what? Oh, wow. Very, if you, if you look like that, you cut your hair. Okay, I'm sorry. There's, just, there's a newscaster on well, the news Well, he's like Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yeah, if they had a kid. <laughs> you Raggedy Sandy. But, uh, Raggedy Randy. Anyway. No, I was gonna say, no but I'm saying, if you, you ever draw a panel that you were like, oh, this is going to be like in the Jerry Ordway Hall of Fame. No, I don't think of that, but I can be happy. It's going so. on. How are you? Can you believe it's almost Halloween? I don't want to believe it. I love Halloween. Yeah. I haven't thought of it. Outfit, no. anything. Doesn't that reporter look like Ronald McDonald on the TV with that no, hair? That's, wow. You've got to cut your hair if you're looking Wait, like that. Me of, um, remember yeah. those toys that were, uh, the um, it was... Trolls? Cabbage Patch Kids. The Cabbage <laughs> Patch Kids. <laughs> I mean, yes, actually. It does look like but, a cabbage. Um, it was like, I don't know, a piece of paper, I guess? Or, uh-huh. I don't know, but there was, um, there was a face, yes. and then there was... Okay, so there's a face, there's a little gap, 
and there was oh, a bunch little, of the, 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 at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, the little magnetic, the, magnetic the willy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Something willy. Like, bring it around, Wild drop willy. it, and yeah, then yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like that. Yes, but like red With orange shit. hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of creepy. It just looks like someone dropped a bunch of orange pigment on his face. Well, Halloween's on a Saturday this year. Are you working it? Definitely. And I work the next day. Well, November 1st, no... Nobody's going crazy. Well, the All thing Saints is Day. that I wanted to go that's to... that's a church. Daylight savings. Yeah. Oh, no. You're going to lose an hour, no. man. Why, you went to go out partying? We kind of, yeah. Really? It's, it's not going to be too... Well, well, we were thinking about going to Boston, but then... Oh. I don't think we're going to do that anymore. Go to Salem. I want to do that so bad. It's so crowded at that time of year for oh, Halloween. Sure. It's like nuts. Probably not even enjoyable then. No, you can't move. It's like going to Times Square. Yeah, no way. New Year's Eve. I'll wait for that. Did they do witch burnings? They kind of. depends on... Upon request. They pick somebody from the crowd. It's a really... <laughs> no offense to Salem. It's a lame town. My son used to go to college up near there. And if you go there, you're like, what the hell is there to do so with you want to lose people listening to your podcast? I care. <laughs> Salem sucks. I'm like putting put it out there. I'm only in Eerie yeah, I'm because only, yeah, you think I, No, No, if it wasn't for the plague, I wouldn't be here. Sometimes people like to hear that. Yeah. If it wasn't for a plague, I wouldn't come to see you. So you're going to just go to work. You're going to get out of work. It's going to be still Halloween for about an hour. Or do you work till like 1 in the morning? No, no. I'm going to be working during the day. Oh, okay. Which is so perfect. you get the whole night off. Yeah, 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 and then we'll probably do something. Carve um, some pumpkins. Bob for apples. That was always, as an adult, I realized how disgusting bobbing for apples was. But as a kid, it was great. But you're spitting in this water, and you got your hands behind you're your kissing back. Girls. And girls you're like kissing girls. Trick or treat. And there's no like you're bobbing for apples. I mean, like when you're older, you you, you can tell who's got like dentures because they they fall out. Yeah, yeah. they're in the, like, hey, somebody get those out their bottom, uh, <laughs> bottom row of teeth. They're in here. If somebody gets two apples in one mouth. I want to party with you. <laughs> I want to party with you, sailor. That's something else there. Oh my god! Or they're like uh, from Alien. Oh, so yeah. what oh, if the they just have like out? a second mouth? Oh, the from second inside. mouth. Yeah, that doesn't usually happen. That'd be happen. cheating, right? Be I don't think that's gonna. That happen. would be a good visual. It would be. Really? Imagine that, like yeah. that monster uh, the and then apple bobbing, and you see the thing come out, and it's like somebody cheated. Like, how did you get that in two point three seconds? Xenomorph, I told you, no second tongue. Only one mouth at Only a time. Only one mouth at a time, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think what I'm super bummed about is every year at Colony, I love to put do like some sort of face makeup. Like last year, I was a Colony kitty, and oh. I did like the just super simple, like ears and then. How like did we makeup. miss that? You didn't come on. I know. We would thought you were long gone. Actually, I'm sorry. Two years ago. Oh well, there. <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> but I was like, oh, let's think of ideas. I was looking on Pinterest. I'm like, what could I do? Wait, come as a bowler this year. On. Just come as a big round ball with spikes all over you. See, but we cannot. Um, you get that six foot you separation. Have to have, yeah. That's good. But um, like your hands tape are measure. To, hey, I can't. I can't do anything. Um, <laughs> my colony clothes cannot be like obstructed, so yeah. I can't even okay, like so put anything on. Over Just like put a cape on. Come as like yeah. Supergirl or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's so. I mean. What I want to dress up as something. The kids love it. What was the big movie this year? There was no. Well, come as Baby Yoda. You could all be Bane. Just come from the, the little ears. Baby yes. Yoda. Yeah. That's not bad. You could be Baby Yoda easily. And then somebody has to push you around in a basket. Yeah, a little basket. <gasps> I would love that. Yeah, the person I work with. I'm like, hey, so you're going to be pushing me around all day. Yeah, I'm just, there's really no big things because <laughs> we have no movies this year. Think you want to 
I don't know. We could nurse it. There's really, we finished fast today because serves our pizza in seconds. I was like, we were done by 1. I didn't get here until 20 after 12. What do you, got another pizza joint to go to? No, I'm just saying. So like, anyway. a chance now for, uh, to get her beer. I know. Well, I got, we can do. The question was, before Sarah rudely interrupted, but she she's always nice. Was there one panel that you drew to this day, you can close your eyes and go, that's the greatest panel I'll ever draw. Yeah, no, I don't think no, that way. No, you don't no, think I don't that think way? In those terms, you no. don't think that way? Every one's the next greatest one? I do. I have, I have favorite covers. Covers, Based okay. on how they work. Mostly it was like, were they... What's your favorite cover? That super... I know what you're going to say. The one with the American Eagle? No. The one with the, one the where tank? He's flying, he's, he's flying, carrying a baby. Yes. Yes and yes. But you don't want something different. Yeah, it was just a cider, wasn't it? It is, It yes. was. We were like, this is not an ale. I? This is an apple cider. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say ale? You said <gasps> ale. I was like, this oh, is no, not an I'm ale. Sorry, this was a cider. cider. I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but oh, like... Oh, no, hey. please. Hurt my feelings. I couldn't even think of what it was called. Apple cider makes me think of the kids in... Uh, what do you want? What kind of beer? What do I want? <laughs> what was the other ones you had today? Um, that are uh, like pumpkin themed. That are fallish. Fallish. If you have four yeah, of them, you'll fall. Yeah, you'll fall. <laughs> we put something in two. it. Rosemary's Baby is the one that no, added okay. one. Okay. Right. <laughs> fallish. Fallish. No, the, the cover I'd like. You yes. Have to edit the, right? No, I, I don't edit anymore. <laughs> People are like, could you forget? Or are we talking? I want to find out more about that. Yeah. costume that she's going to wear. It's a, it's a shot of Superman flying. It was a, a baby? There was a big flood and he's in the rain. Oh. And there's like a torrential storm. What issue is this? I forget. Late it was 80s? A, issue 40 something. Yeah. Adventures and he's flying. No, it was Superman when I switched to the other book. Oh. So he's flying with the, he has a baby swaddled in a blanket or his cape or something. Okay. And he's flying through the rain and there's a lot of rain and there's a lot of the scratch flood. technique and that one just came out like it was just there. Oh, all right. You know, and it was, it, it's, that one, that issue has a double page spread of the flood hitting Metropolis, which is also a, kind of a cool splash page because there's no heroes in it. It's just Sorry, this massive wall of water. Right. So, um. We already did Sam. We already did this apple cider. I think those are only two since do, we don't have Rosemary anymore. Do Sarah's Choice. Sarah's Choice? Uh-oh. Well, I usually do Blue Moon, but. That's it. That's his. I know I'm not. I don't want to. I can't. I can't step on Jerry's about, you know, signature um, drink. Blue Point. Blue Toasted Point. Toasted lager. lager. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I trust you, Sarah. Do you want to try it? Oh, you trust no, me. No, I trust you. For God's sake, I've known you for thirty years now. <laughs> she's, she's only, only twenty-three. <laughs> I'm a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the it's flooding. Better than Walter Winchell. I know. <laughs> I can't do it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Now that no, it's got to be a quicker. Yeah. So no, the, Sarah, the, the, the sultry singing waitress, brought me over a drink. I had already had two bits and already looking for trouble. <laughs> Little did I know it was, was walking in the front door. <laughs> well, she was a she was a, she was a fine waitress, <laughs> a real patriotic gal. If you like uh, <laughs> Karl Marx. <laughs> That's it. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Be wary of Sarah the Singing Waitress, unless you're into the, the party. Waitress. If you want a party, like Communist Party, that is. <laughs> Better red than dead. Okay, uh, neither here nor there. So the flood hits Metropolis. Yeah. Water's coming everywhere. Yeah, it was a double-page spread. And Superman. Yeah, I want a bacon. Did you draw the big waves coming through the, 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 the 
the alleyways and the streets? Yeah, it was. Did it look like the Submariner? It was a major flood, and I threw a Neptune Perkins, who was like from All Star Squadron. Neptune Perkins. Yeah, he was like a, a seriously, he was like an Aquaman type <laughs> guy. Like, never heard of that. Yeah. One. So I threw a reference in there that people still will remember for some reason because okay. it basically it was ne- Neptune Perkins. What did he look like? A big white bear? No, I didn't. Oh, oh him, I thought he was, was in like, the, tongue, the yeah. flood comes through. I just thought oh. it was funny. Bibbo goes, hey, isn't that... Yeah. No, but th- those That's are, a good one? Yeah, there's... there's you still have those pages? You sell them? I, I think I have those. Oh. I have Somewhere in the archive. Yeah. yeah. But those, I mean, you don't really think... Like, when I was looking back, I just did a commission on yeah. Batman Returns. Yes. And I didn't draw right the comic, right? I drew the first comic. I didn't draw the first, second movie. Yeah, the costume so changes suddenly. Yeah, and I had to draw the costume because I did one piece for licensing where they took the last, the splash page from the last from the Batman movie. Ooh, look at that. That was there fast. There you go. And they added. Uh, they said, "Oh, we want to use this for licensing for the second movie." Yeah. So we'll pay you for the full page, but all we're going to do is we'll stamp this as much in there, and you just extend the art. Yeah. So, so I had to fix his chest. That's yeah, the only checks, real difference. It checks the torso part. It's more sculpted. Chest, it's like plates. Yeah, but everything else is the same. Yeah, because then in Val Kilmer has the same costume, kind of in. And the Batmobile is the same in the second one, with the exception of it what they did. that torpedo thing. It, yeah. yeah. But the design is the same. I was like. Uh, no, Kilmer's suit in the, the opening is the same one, yeah. and then it changes to that weird. One towards the end. Was it more blue or was it was it bluish gray? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, when you're doing this stuff, I remember storylines that I was yeah. like, I was yesterday. I don't know why I was thinking of it. I actually don't know why, but I was thinking about the the story where Superman goes into space. Yeah. And when Byrne was still on the book, he and I we discussed the whole story, the identity crisis thing, mm-hmm. where Superman would kind of have the split after he kills the. Kryptonians, he kind of right. has the split, and then he becomes gangbuster. And uh, then Byrne left, and Roger Stern and I did the storyline. And I was thinking about the actual story, the space story, yeah. Exile in Space. And I was thinking to myself, if you're assessing credit for things, Exile in Space would probably not have been my idea. Right. Except for the idea of doing a war world and the gladi- gladiator yeah, 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 thing yeah, because I was yeah. a big Spartacus fan as a kid yeah, 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 and I loved yeah, yeah. that movie yeah. and I loved the Fantastic Four where the Was thing- there a cut scene in that where Jimmy Olsen explains that I too like oysters and whatever? <laughs> yes, it's a reference have you seen to Tony Curtis. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you have to see that movie to understand the reference. But yeah, no, so... Yes, my master, I do like uh, oysters. Because I was, what I was thinking about was I was thinking about the death of Superman and the fact that as much as one person winds up getting credit for something, right. it's a group it's a effort, group effort yeah. and it's a group of eight people, ten people in a room, and not everybody contributes equally, but everybody has some effect. Yeah, yeah. So, but the the Warworld story was definitely something that I would have pushed, but I'm pretty sure Carlin would have said Exile in Space because Mike always had touch points to yeah. the old TV show. Yeah. You know, the 1950s George Reeves thing. They never went to space. No, but there was this. I think there was an exile in space for some reason. Doesn't that sound like a, a storyline from that? The title time? sounds like something from the Outer Limits. Yeah, yeah. But you uh, can look it up. But yeah, so you know, those are the things I remember more as like favorites, favorite storylines mm-hmm. that we did, um, as opposed to just oh, here's a great drawing that I did. I never think like that. Some, right. Sometimes they come out 
the way you expect them, most times they don't. Mm. And you live with it. You know? You don't go back and try to redraw it? I've done that with scans. Yeah. Like if I was scanning something, I'd go, oh, now's my chance to correct this. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. And I've seen um, Neil Adams famously has done that with oh. most of his stuff. Yes. And I know Frank Frazetta would repaint old paintings. That's kind of... Crazy. What do they say? Like, there lies madness or whatever? Oh, no. I, I have because pictures you, I've done 30, 40 years ago that I still have a problem with. I go, see that earlobe? No, you that always know it. Oh, I know it. But, but no you, one else does. You also don't... Yeah. I mean, at what point do you give up on a drawing and let you it never be... never give up. No, but you a specific away. drawing, you need to let it be... No, that's what that George Lucas said. He said something. movies are if never... If you want to do it, you redraw no. it. Like, I mean, Neil Adams is redrawing stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's better in a way than just fiddling with the original thing. No, 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 going, no, 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 no. I don't like the way... No, George Lucas, did. that famous line, he said, movies are never finished, they escape. Means you just have to finally turn it in, and then it goes out but to the public. He's the but he's the one that tinkers tinker, with it. Yeah. yeah, because I can see and his point. Too. No, because he's like, well, they didn't have this technology then, and if I could do that back then, but at one point you got to go look. You can't change the story. It belongs to the public in a way. It does yeah. because it's people's memory of. That yeah, because movie. you can't go back to uh, uh, Wizard of Oz and get all the makeup lines from the Cowardly Lion because you well, can tell it's did, a guy in a suit. They did go back to it and they add in a couple the, scenes. They got a yeah, scenes the jitterbug scene. And, yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why things are cut. My wife would always say that because I was a big fan of getting bootleg records like Springsteen, the albums. Like, right. These are alternate tracks. And she's like, there's a reason why they didn't put them on the album because they didn't think it would sell. I go, that's not necessarily true. The albums had a finite amount he of space. You only had them in space. And sometimes a CD, he, they could put, they could put oh, yeah, more yeah, on yeah. There. So an album he, was a maximum of about, about, about 10 or 12, at the most. 10 or 12 out, uh, songs. 38 to 40 minutes was long yeah, for But a he would write like 50 songs for 12 songs, yeah. so you have a lot extra. So sometimes you would hear an audio, uh, what's the word of it, a cut. Yeah. And they go, oh, that's a great song. Right. I got a date with the preacher's daughter. It was one of my favorite Bruce Springsteen bootleg songs. It's not a, now. It might be on an album because he's probably. Re- that wasn't on the one that no. the unreleased stuff. Oh, the tracks. He had one called Tracks. Where that it was wasn't on. on there. I don't think I don't so. It. That was I got a date with the preacher's daughter. Yeah. It, it's just it's a, the way it sounds. It's like din, 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 din. and he just talks about how he's got uh, he likes this girl whose father's a preacher. But he hates him because he's a rock and roller, yeah. and he puts him in jail at the end. But the whole—it's like one of those little songs, yeah. stories. Like you can picture the whole but, movie in your head within like two right. minutes. But in that context, yeah, you could imagine going back to say a comic and yeah. adding a couple pages. Oh yeah, definitely. You know well, I mean? they did that. Remember that whole like untold story of Spider-Man that yeah, yeah, burned saying, like, in a took, backstories. If you took like say Crisis, yeah, and you said. I mean, Crisis is so jam-packed. So, I was going to say, huge story. If you said, wow, we really could have used extra pages in this issue, in that to case, that it's out. not worth yeah. probably doing because it's too many years later. Oh, no, not now. But in some cases, there's things where I would look back on stuff and i go, you know, I could take, like a Shazam graphic novel. Yeah. There's stuff I could add to it. I could have added, but we had a page count, specifically yeah, 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 yeah. 96. And you're working toward the format. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just better to just start and fresh. do something fresh. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything would you admit to that you did that you're like, oof, I, I, I don't want to talk about that one. I just did that I to get it no, out. I don't disown no. anything. No? no, it's all fair game. I mean, I, I did a... <laughs> the ones that did... I, I have sketches for a couple covers that I never got to do. And Carlin would always encourage, 
if you have a moment you think of something do a cover sketch yeah and maybe you'll use it yeah you know some or maybe we'll use it as an inventory or a sketch. splash page or and something. he does make fun of it because it was a shot of superman fighting a werewolf oh there you go and he uh, i remember him like going yeah that'll never happen <laughs> but it still exists so we never went to finish no no no, no but it's kind of a cool story but I you could at the time, I remember when we talked about the fact that he was susceptible to magic because yeah, of his yeah. his Christian upbringing in right, Kansas, right? right. right. Uh, so it felt like magical things. Yeah. It was like, okay, if you're searching for story ideas, maybe yeah. this is a werewolf. Off. Yeah. You know, you do a Halloween story or right, something. Right, 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 right. It would one, be perfect for those Halloween instead, books. Instead, that now. wound up with him fighting like a spirit wolf in a, a story about Native Americans in, yeah. in Kansas yeah. in uh, Smallville. And we did do that in Adventures Superman. There you right? go. So, but yes, I have. Uh, you know, you come up with ideas that might work and might not. But I mean, the old days of Julie Schwartz, Julie would do covers and then have writers write yeah, stories story. to them. That was like that guy that did the uh, the movie poster guy. They they made a movie at him with John Goodman, uh, where yeah. he would right, make right, the, right. Yeah, yeah, he'd make was, the poster, and then. Like, they would make this, and then Roger Corman worked for him. I think they would say, "Here's the poster: like right. aliens were my babysitter." Right. And there's a shot, and well, then they'd they go make take, the movie. And he would take the poster. They would sell the poster to theaters. Well, he would take the poster, and he would set up deals. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Before the movie was even made. Yeah, right. yeah. He would use it for I can't. They, it was a movie they did about that guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name. It was he was the, the, guy one, that did the, the Tingler. Yeah, it was yeah. The, um, Castle. Castle. William Castle. William Castle. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of what it is. You got the story cover done. Well, lots of times that happened because you get these beautiful covers and they didn't match up, right? I brought cookies today. Get the hell out of here. Do you here. guys want a cookie? Sure. I think there might be a sugar cookie left. You gave us something once before, too. Gummy bears, I think. No, that was... No, that was... That was edible. That was your friend. Yeah, your friend. Yeah. You're thinking of us, your party friends. Here, here. Go ahead. Have this. Don't eat this brownie. I really like this brownie. I hope you get nothing to do for a couple hours. A couple hours, a half a day. behind the wheel for like five hours. Exactly. Wait, where am I? Where are we going? I don't even have my key. This isn't even my car. I want you guys to stay with me all day. Exactly. We put them in the back. They're peeling onions right now. It's better than being hobbled. So we can't walk out. Oh, yeah, she's Dad. like that girl, Misery. Yes, oh my gosh. Yes. I remember seeing that movie when I was younger. I and saw just being it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was so bizarre. Yeah. Just the whole I'm your number one movie. fan. Yeah. But then when I saw the hobbling, I was just like, as a little girl, I'm like, oh my god. That's You should that's, watch, on, uh, I think it's on Hulu, Castle yeah. Rock. She's Second in that. Second season of Castle Rock is kind of like a prequel or early version of that character. Really? Yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's, a, it's a Castle Rock's that town. Did you ever watch that? Season yeah, I saw two? the first season, but, but season that's the two? Stephen yeah. King town that everything would happen. Yeah. Remember? Season two is mostly about the Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes, that's yeah. right. Annie Wilkes. That's James Conn. Yeah. Oh, that I rewatched it. I read the book. I think it was on HBO Max. I read the book, then saw the movie. I haven't seen that in years. I still want to read all that Stephen King stuff. What's your spookiest movie ever? Okay, spooky or like Yeah, something twisted? scare the... Well, Neither spooky. Really Let's yet. do spooky. Okay. Because I don't like... There's di- okay, here's the degree. You got your horror movies, which like... I don't like Saw and Slasher movies. That's like violence. I'm like, that's not yeah. scary. But it also it's, it's a horrific. little... Um, psychological. Saw is... Yeah, Saw is a little psychological as okay. well. But what about but, spooky? Like, you turn the lights on, you gotta go look around, make sure there's nothing outside because you're scared. Oh, God. I... 
The ones that have really stuck with me would probably be Freddy so Krueger. Who? Freddy Krueger? Really? I, I've never about seen those. You never yeah. saw those? I've never seen one of them. Yeah. I know, all, I know really the stories, good. but... The first couple are really yeah, good. the first couple yeah. are good, and then it's kind of shoddy here and Yeah, there. that's the thing. They made so many of it's watered down now, it's kind of like a joke of itself. Yeah. It's like, really? Is that really that scary anymore? Look, it's like... Alien. The first the Alien movie is yeah. really scary. Yeah. The first one is, yeah. It's a I also like, when I was a little girl, my favorite, Halloween. I oh, love Jamie Myers. Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yes, that, but that those was, got messed up. The third one's a piece of the crap. The H two O one too is absolutely oh, trash. Isn't that know. the one with Rob Zombie made? I think so. I'm not really sure. Well, no, which one happened where they're supposed to like? Oh, the sequels never took place. Was that H two O? Was that the 20th anniversary with Jamie Lee Curtis? Didn't they just make one with her? They did. And they said that's basically the real sequel and all the ones that happened in between don't count now or something. I didn't hear that. Oh, I heard that. They oh. kind of just like flushed it down the toilet and said, forget those. Reboot. Yeah, I think they realized that there were a couple that were just unnecessary. Yeah. But what about the other? What's the other guy? Uh, the, the Jason. Ca- yeah, what's that? Castle Rock? No, Camp Crystal Lake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. What, that's Friday the 13th? That's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. And then no, the other wait. was a Nightmare on Elm Street. That's Freddy. Um, Freddy Krueger's Nightmare on Elm Street. That's the dream. The claw. Those are the dreams. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that... No, Friday the 13th oh, right. is the guy with the, yeah, yeah. the steam yes, So which yes, one do you like? Those are the ones you like. I like um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Right. Jason, there's... To me, there's a couple holes in it. Like, well, not yeah. just his mask, but... Well, he comes up through the water and... Yeah, like, you know what I don't like about those? What, they can't kill him? Yeah, I like a little morality in the, in the uh, bad guy. I like to see bad guys get yeah. killed. Yeah. <laughs> I what do you like, like, like killing like the teenagers? Kids. They're, that was, yeah. They were always like, oh, they're going to have sex, and suddenly right. the guy would come right. and kill them while they're having to do it. I'm like, yeah. we deserve that. What yeah. is that what all about? What are they about? doing? That's a, the, the key to, you ever watch Dexter on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, no. Dexter is like a... He's a serial killer. Well, he's mentally, he's like a sociopath. Right. And his father trains him to, instead of killing innocent people, kill the bad guys. after bad guys. So, so he's kind of a like hero, a superhero, and, dark still superhero getting his fix. But he's I like killing that because he would go people. after really horrible serial killers. Yeah. yeah. I watched that Hellstrom thing on Hulu. Have I watched watch three that? episodes of it. I've watched four episodes okay. of it. First off, they got to turn the light on. I'm like, it's so dark. <laughs> Don't they have money for these budgets? To I can't see what's if they going turn on. The light on, then you see everything. It's basically the X Files meets the Exorcist. Isn't that of. a little lazy too? By just keeping it dark super dark. Oh, yeah, it's so ha- dark. I'm like, no, I can't see what's happening here. No, exactly. It's, it almost takes away from... Um, it almost like takes you away from yeah. being immersed into right, it. Right, because you're right. just like... Because you're, you're bothered the fact you can't see anything yeah. and you're worried sorry, about... Oh, I'm sorry. See it. No, so, okay, we'll do a Hellstrom review. I like the sister, yeah. uh, Anna. She yeah. grows on me. The first time I'm like, who's this like real skinny? The mother's nuts, dude. You get, it gets worse. No, no, I know. She's I really like, the star of the show. Actor, she's good. I oh, like yeah. What's her voice like, like this? Oh, I don't know who she is. No, Showtime. Uh, HBO? Uh, I always say Showtime. Uh, Home, Homeland. The one with she was the, on Homeland? Yeah, she was the president. Oh, okay. No, but the thing about that is, I knew Son of Satan, the comic, and I go, they're not going to have him with a cape and a trident. But and the Son the, of Satan thing. comic was him as kind of a, a rebelling against. He was like the guy who yeah, the exorcist, the paranormal investigator guy. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it does fit with that. And I, his sister was in that slinky I outfit. Watched, I watched three of them, and I figure usually stuff clicks by four. It does get so, better. Did you see the fight sequence yet? No. When they're that yeah, must be four. four? She's in a parking garage, the sister, and this big dude's there, and 
okay, watch that episode. Because then after that, I started getting Because the first episode I wasn't sold on because I didn't like the actor. I thought it was like Iron Fist Syndrome where I'm like, it's the best actor you could have got. So he him. bugged me. Because he was just got scrawny. Feel. Here you go, guys. Oh, you. Ooh, so he was kind of scrawny. But then it gets good because I was going to stop oh, watching it. Yeah, sugar cookie. What you call at the store, at the comic shop, told me he watched it in two days. He said it got that good. Because I said, I'm not going to watch this after episode four. He goes, oh, no, keep watching it. But you're right. The one that plays the mother in the mental hospital is the best actress on the show. And she goes to town. I liked in the first episode. I'm on episode five. The stuff with the kid. I mean, because I thought... Like, oh, the little in. kid that said he was possessed? Yeah. I mean, I liked his little, like, the Hellstrom right, narrating, right. whatever. That was kind of funny, though. I'll clean this up. So we're going into it. But do you remember the comic? Now, here's the deal. I read the trade paperback. Oh, did they had it at the store? In April, because I got it at, I think I got it at a cheap discount. Deep discount. What one? Novel. Did you read the original ones or the Garth Ennis one? No, the original ones. Right. Roy did those and uh, when Gary Friedrich. Gary Friedrich. And Herb Trimby. Well, I noticed the opening sequence said created by, I think, Roy Thomas, Herb Trimpey, Mike Friedrich, and Stanley. Was it four people? Cause, Gary Friedrich. Because Gary, because there's a Mike Friedrich, too. Yeah. But the thing yeah. of it is, Stan, no, Roy said in an article that Stan came in and said Satanism was popular. Do a story about that. That's just funny. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, <laughs> and he gave him the name of the sister. He said her name's going to be Santana. Satana. And Roy says that's all he gave him. And then Friedrich goes and writes the story. But as the Marvel lore goes, who created the character? Was it Stan? Because he said, oh, her name is this. Go do that. Well, that's what I told you before. That Roy used to always abide by the Stan Lee rule of it. if I named it, I created it, which is bullshit. Yeah. It is so bullshit. It bothers me so much. It bothered me when Roy told me back in the 80s, you know, when he was cutting me and Mike Macklin in on character creatorship or creator ownership. Yeah, okay. Okay. But he was cutting us in as a just to be nice because he believed in the Stan Lee thing. Yeah. And the Stan Lee thing about anybody who was in the room name yeah. is really BS because a character is not a name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No character is a name. There's plenty of cool names and bad characters. Mm-hmm. So I think you know you you're eliminating a lot of uh, what happens in like even creating a comic because right. they're open ended if you. Are renewed, or if you're not, you know, like a TV show has eight episodes, a comic might have a six ep- six issues right, 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 until right. it gets canceled because the sales were bad or whatever. No, I, I always look at Deadpool. I get it that uh, Liefeld drew yeah. the character design and Fabian. Who came up with the name? Rob did? I can't yeah. remember. Okay. But I mean, that's so still Rob's have, creation. It's still his creation, but the one that people see in the movies right. is the Joe Kelly version, right. which is the talking back, breaking the fourth wall popular comical yeah, yeah, but, one but, but still, it's it still Rob's thing I right, get it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't undo that just like right. Wolverine became much more than he was in the first appearance in Hulk yeah that doesn't mean that Lenin and Trimpy and Claremont and those people yeah they added tribute it. yeah it's just that they didn't create it well look at Superman all the Superman things that came after yeah people have done it you're just like a steward that's not creator you're just uh, fleshing the character out right but so it's I mean, still created by Joel Siegel and Joe Schuster. <clears throat> Jerry Siegel and yeah. Joe Schuster. Because they're the ones that came up with the whole... 
Yeah, but they didn't come up with kryptonite. That was the radio. But that doesn't matter. They right. came up with the framework for kryptonite to be created. Right. In other words, they okay. So in the form so of Hellstrom or Hellstorm, whatever. It's Hellstrom, right? It's Hellstrom, yeah. but I always think of as son of Satan. Yeah. Because they changed that. So the story that we're watching now is coming from Friedrich's ideas. Yeah, I would yeah. say. So I don't know what I mean. I wasn't there at the time. And right. It's possible maybe Roy wrote a paragraph about it. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, the guys who do the book are the ones who do the hard lifting. Right. You know. So Trimpy and Len Wein are the creators of Wolverine, and I mean, what happened after is... When we worked on Superman, Roger Stern, and again, I don't know if it was because of his time at Marvel, yeah. but when Roger would come up with a character in a plot... The trademark it? No, he would, but he would, he would do like a rudimentary sketch. Okay. And I always felt like that was him covering himself because maybe stuff happened at Marvel where that creator well, what was trail the thing? is not as clear or something. What was the thing that Dave Cockrum, he drew basically a Timberwolf, but that was basically the Wolverine design or yeah. something like well, that? Dave re- he had that with him when he, he re- came to Marvel. Yeah, right? he redesigned all of the, it was originally going to be Legion of Superheroes or yes. something, He was because he was working on it, and he came up with a bunch of sketches, and that's fair game too, because those are still his ideas. Right. So you... It's like a writer taking a variable yeah. plot that they couldn't sell tomorrow. Yeah, but he came up with, so Batman he's got story. the costume look, but then Romita Sr. draws the look for Wolverine, right? I, I there's, don't see it's a that. very, con- I thought yeah, he drew no. the costume, no? I, I don't see that. I mean, it, it depends. Maybe, I don't know the history of it. I don't know, but so it, there's, if, there's a weird circle of how, who's involved with that. Cockrum wasn't involved. Yeah. Did Wolverine appear before he, before they did their X Men reboot? No. no. Didn't Wolverine appear in, Th- it, in Hulk? Hulk one eighty one. Yeah. He appeared before the X Men were relaunched. Yes. That was so maybe Lane there's Herb a Trimpy and Trimpy and right, Romina so Senior did that. Probably a yeah. different, you know. Um, I think it was Nightcrawler. Maybe that's who it was. That was yeah. one of his designs. But again, it's, I mean, it's a it's, design. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think like Roger Stern drawing a little character sketch yeah. helps improve the lineage of something and I'm sure that at any company did this have really come into play before the popular, movies and TV really yeah it did yeah well DC was because of toys oh merchandising oh, DC in, in like 81 or 82 yeah they as part of Jeanette's thing is like we're going to offer creator equity character yeah. equity yeah and they would give you it's like I think you shared the writer and artist or whatever there was 20% share in licensing. Mm-hmm. So basically, for every dollar, the creators, whoever were the creators of record, shared 20, 20% oh, wow. of that dollar yeah. for a toy, for a movie, for whatever, but not a comic. So if they made a comic with your character, you got squat. You but got if they did action figures. But if they did a figure, if they made a cartoon, whatever. Oh. See, and I Mike asked Rell, Franco about Mike, that. He <clears> said he doesn't, like, they did little pets or something. Where it was like they did a cartoon version yeah. of Crypto and but see, that's, Street. He said, we don't own those characters. They don't get... There's, it's a weird thing with a derivative. Yeah. Like, yeah. Roger, not Roger Stern, but Carl Kiesel and Tom Grummet created the, the Superboy character that right. has been in comics since Death of Superman. Right? Yeah, the clone one. Yeah. But that character, Connor Kent, yeah. is a new character, yet they don't get any equity because Superboy pre-existed. But they get for Connor Kent. No, I don't Why? think so. So when he was on the new Titans show, I don't think so. But I, I would think he gets some kind of paycheck. He should. I don't know. They would potentially get something for them adapting a storyline they wrote, yes. but not for the 
So oh, that's interesting. And, and like How Rogers, we got there, I don't know. For some reason, I don't think I think Roger Stern kind of gets screwed out of the Eradicator in a way because why? Well, remember we saw the Superman, the death of Superman, the return of Superman. Yeah. There's no creator. Oh, credit that's right. Photos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, really? Yeah, no, it was story story inspiration but the creator credits did not they didn't get Superboy or Eradicator didn't get a creator credit and huh. I thought it's weird because in essence we all created the Eradicator that spun out of the for death, the set of Superman the, uh, yeah the return of the Superman it, yeah, yeah it spun out of the War World storyline right um, oh that's right because he's that cyborg artifact, yeah well he's it not it was an artifact that then became it's cyborg Superman, Superman initially and yeah. then it you know they sent it into the sun and then it came back as the Eradicator. Right, so, right, right. I'm thinking of the other guy. Who's the other guy? The cyborg one. That was Jurgens, right? That uh, the cyborg Superman. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So, so the so creator, who would come up with something like that? Though? The creator stuff is weird. Jurgens probably gets his money for for cyborg, cyborg Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah but definitely. it's based on Superman, but it's a robot but it's a Superman. Different, right. It's a different character. Like John, what's the man? What's the, John Henry? Yeah, that's a different Steel. character. Steel. Right. Yeah. So that's a different but he's a based on a super. But I it's guess not this, it's not. It's not part of Superman. Like you know how they redid Supergirl. Yeah. But she's a clone or whatever. She was that plasma, that entity. And we did that. Yeah. Peter David, the blob thing, and then she took on the shape. Yeah, of Yeah, we did that. Okay, but is and that then, a new character or is that Supergirl? She was a new character when she was Matrix. Matrix. There you yeah. go. Yeah. But then when she became Supergirl, it's, it's like well, she's, well, she's already Supergirl. Right. There's already a Supergirl. Yeah. I like, mean, the, but anyway, so they it's, were, they it's confusing it, how like that works. When, when, when uh, in '82, I think it was '82 when they started doing this. Mm. Then, for a while, they played it kind of fast and loose, and it was like whoever was up at DC, oh, we know you came up with that character. But then, in like the early '90s, mm-hmm. they started drafting character equity letters for people. So, is this after you, Image started? Maybe it was around that time, but it was just because there was suddenly a value yeah, to that, yeah. like. You know, they started well, they had doing. Toys well, and there were also the cartoons. first Batman movie, yeah. and there was, you know, whatever. So, they started trying to get equity letters. Mm-hmm. So, you would, if you came up with a character, they would, inc- in, they would kind of encourage you to send in the equity letter or a send in mm-hmm. so that they could issue one. So okay. that was part of their files. Otherwise, it was kind of a little fast and loose, and you again, stuff could happen where you maybe fall between the cracks. No, no, I can see that happen, but. The bottom line that. is, here's the thing. Here's this the bottom line. This is always line. how it works. It's a club in New York City that's not there no. anymore. The that is, was the bottom line. Here's the, the argument against any of these. Stanley broke the rules. Yes. Roy Thomas broke the rules. Because yes. technically, if you're an editor, you you're can't on touch staff, it. Yeah. whatever you create is part of the company product. You don't get a piece of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're a freelancer, because right. you're not a part of the company, they have to give you... That was the way that was or, or, always argued was... If you created something, yeah, you're you outside an the company, right? The company owns everything an editor, any employee would come up with because that would be work product. That's you why know, all the Jack Kirby stuff. They're like, no, he was an employee of the company. All the creations were he the wasn't, company's. Though. He was a freelancer. He was there all the time. He was there. Yeah. They just kept renewing his contract. Yeah. Didn't he have medical benefits and all that? No. He didn't have medical benefits. Kirby probably did, had when he was at Marvel. Now, what would distinguish you between a staff guy? You're on and staff, or being if you're on staff, you're going. Got a regular office. paycheck every yeah. week. Yeah, you got a regular paycheck. So you know, none of the artists and colorists and nobody in the production department was regular staff. No, you're all freelancers. If the production the guys. Office, well, if you worked in the office, you were yeah. an employee. Right. Anybody else was a freelancer. Oh. 
So, I mean, when Kirby, like, here's the thing. When, when they DC did the, the uh, creator equity thing, Genekon extended that offer to Kirby retroactively because they had that superpowers toy, toy yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said, I know you, you created the new gods and all these characters side, yeah. back in 1970, 71, whatever. Draw superpowers or write and draw superpowers miniseries. Yeah. And we will backdate all the equity for those oh, characters. Oh, wow. So that was gave, generous. It was nice. It was. And that was one of the reasons why I liked working at DC yeah. was that they, they felt took like care they were doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So they gave Kirby this 20% share in all licensing, whatever, for all those characters nice. retroactively yeah. by all you had to do was draw like the five six issue miniseries yeah, 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 yeah. or write it to get that so they basically backdated it nice um, there's special cases that have always existed like Neil Gaiman had a different deal than anybody else he took an existing name mm-hmm. Sandman mm-hmm. and he created a new character and they did give him I'm sure he has equity and all that stuff yeah yeah that's not that isn't always the case. So there's some stuff that they would play, you know, depending on who the person was, it would be different. But uh, but yeah, some of those battles feel like they were won back then, and then now, you know, you get stuff you hear from DC Legal, and you go, this was settled in 1991 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I created this character. I should get equity. In that. Right, right, right. So, How we got here is, is I do not know. But, no, anyway. but the good thing is. You know, those are the checks that you get that would might be yeah, more substantial. Yeah, it's nice. Substantial like a residual a, check. A reprint fee yeah. or, I mean, a, a I told royalty. you, when I learned about the Screen Actors Guild stuff, that stuff is amazing to me. Do you know if you're a director, that's Screen Actors Guild, but the, you need, if you direct a pilot and that pilot goes to series, as the director, you get a piece of that for as long as that thing's right. going. But you're and then a reruns. A producer, right? Then you could, like, uh, yeah, then you go. Yeah, but all you had to do was direct a pilot. I can see why they made so many pilots because yeah. it's a shot in the dark. You know which one gets there. And if you're an actor, and they rerun it, you get paid that money again. So if you get like a hundred grand for doing an episode of Mash, when they rerun that episode, the first run, yeah. you get that hundred grand but again. Then each time they run, but each it, time it gets less and yeah. less. And then there's syndication deals, right. and sometimes you get pennies. Well, that's show. why they wanted the, they renegotiated the digital stuff. Oh yeah, because they didn't plan on all yeah. the downloads and stuff. Yeah. But it's amazing to me. I was like, wow, these guys were doing all right for themselves. Well, if you were like those little guest stars, but if you were like a '60s you know. guy, yeah. Oh no, you got screwed. Out, no, so all you have left is conventions. It didn't start till like the '70s, I think. They started taking care of people. Or they just got but smart to it. takes care of people. The, the people who got those deals had to fight for it. Right. That's how it always works. It's like, oh, the companies don't magnanimously give you anything. No. No company So you make a stink that. about it. Yeah. yeah. Or they well, that's how it works anywhere. Or they went on strike. The squeaky wheel. Yeah. 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 We would not get a cookie from Sarah if we were just like <laughs> Joe Customer. <laughs> but we're nice and we say here all the time. <laughs> all right. So that, I was doing how to write, how to draw comics the Ord way, which should be a book. Instead of the Marvel way. <laughs> so basically it has nothing to do with Blue Moon and sitting at a table and putting me... Okay, what is in the studio? Are you, do you have music on? Is the radio on? Is the TV on? I know the TV's on because I... I listen to audiobooks. Yeah. And but night, do you listen the to the audiobooks? Yeah, I do. Because if you start listening to the story, you're not focusing on what you're doing. It's weird. No, when you're drawing, it depends on what, at what stage you're at. Yeah. If it's just your layout's already done, you can... Background. Zone out yeah. and draw stuff. Um, and the TV's on when you're doing what, finishes? Inking? TV's on too much. 
I know, really, because I don't watch Ultimately, the show. When I'm when I'm on deadline, I wind up having to turn the TV off and just either yeah. listen to music or listen to audio. I feel bad. Do you ever notice how fast time goes? Oh, I do. That freaks me out. Yeah. Like I think it's eleven o'clock and it says it's two thirty. Like oh, wait, yeah. what? You know what I mean? I'm like lost time. Because I don't know what. And takes... I have two panels to finish before this yeah. page is done, and I have to stay up till four. No, I don't know what how it goes by so fast. That's the weirdest thing. Like if you get into something, you don't even realize how yeah. much time has gone by. And then you're like, well, then you're way awake. You ever do yeah. that where you go, oh, little, no. I, I have to go to bed because yeah. it's four o'clock because I got to be up at six or seven. But you just keep going, right? Hello. Hello. Right. Right. When you go to bed and sleep, mm-hmm. sometimes you're still awake. Do you force yourself to go to sleep or just like, oh, I'm not going to stay up? Like, if you have to get up at 7 in the morning, 6 in the morning. Yeah, that and was it, if, you're, if you're up at 3, what's the point? Or do you go to bed early? Oh, you still have to get some sleep. No, see, I've, I've been up till 2, but then I get up at 7 sometimes. I go, I've only slept 3 or 4 hours. I know, so but like, sometimes... You know, and then it catches up with you. Not having that, yeah, it's worse. Yeah, I'm um, actually running on that right now. I fell asleep around 3 or 4 this morning and yeah. had to get up at 7. That sucks. Yeah. And Don't you hate it because you know you got to get up and you're like, I'm never going to get up? I start, I actually like try to convince myself it's only like 12 o'clock when it's like 3 a.m. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, it's fine. I really think it's a mental thing of like, oh, I got that much amount of sleep. Physically, are you exhausted though? Are your shoulders stooping, your eyes well, burning? Yeah, so I woke up, I went to bed at like 3.30 or 4, and then I woke up at 6, and I was like, shit, I need to be up at 7. So I tried to go back to sleep, slept for maybe another 30 minutes, and then I was like, I know if I try, like, there's like a threshold of four hours that's good. Or I'm like, okay, I feel good. Any more than like eight hours, I am so groggy. But between that four and eight is... It's weird. It's like uh, a toss-up whether I'm going to feel actually tired or not. Well, you can self you self-hypnotize. You're, you're keeping yourself awake, and you repeat in your head, "I will wake up refreshed and really? alert." Is that true? Up, it works. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Do it you can do also it? work to, yeah, and it also works like if you say you want to alert, you want to remember your dreams or something. Yeah, yeah. Lisa, you can program that too, and it really? does help. I but like the, going waking to bed up. It's almost like totally a mantra. Awesome. You just repeat it over and over in your head. When I wake up, I will feel re- alert and refreshed. Will, and then, honestly, it does work. Really? I like going to bed when I'm totally exhausted. Like, to walk up those stairs feels like I'm running a marathon. Yeah. So I know as soon as I hit that bed, I'm out. I don't want to think about it. I just mm-hmm. want to... Where's my Michael Jackson doctor with the pro, 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 profanol? I literally, when I go oh, to bed, no. I want to just go out. Yeah. I do not want to think... Oh, what should I think about? I yeah. do not... So I like my wife because you purposely stay awake till you're exhausted. I go, yeah. I, do, yeah, I got I, the last bit of energy yeah. out of the day, and I'm like, f you. Sleep. No, but the self-hypnosis thing actually is good because when you go to sleep on deadline, yeah. all you think about is what you have to do the next day. And you, and you, have, and have, to, and you have to distract to yourself. No, you have to distract because you won't get to sleep. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking about what you didn't get done, what you have to do tomorrow, whatever. So that's no, what it helps. Up. It helps to just take your brain. I like having a mental checklist in my day. Like, I got this done, this done, this done, this done, this done, and I'm all done. Yay! Like a little kid doing the homework. Yeah, exactly. So, done. what's my treat? I get to go to bed. Right? <laughs> Thank you for the cookie. Oh, you yeah, got it was it. really what nice. Was it? it was good. It's from uh, the pantry. I got it this morning. So it was a lot pantry. better this morning. There's something right down the street. It? Yeah, um, on, right on the other side of this brick wall. Oh. Kidding. No, there's actually, it's, it's a. I think no, it's there's a, a new store. store. It, just to the corner. Yeah, right? now it's something else now. 
the girl's really nice who works or who owns it. Mm-hmm. She's really pushy though, mm-hmm. which makes her a good saleswoman. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to be aggressive. Yeah. She so want more cookies than you wanted to. Uh, well, exactly. well, if she so <laughs> come I was on, Shelby, you're gonna die young. <laughs> Take some more. Okay. Um, you ain't gonna make it to seventy. Eat that cookie. You really want five? You really want those pants? They make elastic oh, waist right, pants. Come on. You know what you do. I actually miss that. Speedo for you. A speedo should have been worn to begin with. Yeah, exactly. It's never going to happen. You know, your days are gone. That was much more like what? In the... What, speedos? 50s? 50s? 70s? Speedos? Yeah. I don't know. Ordway has them. I think they were in the 80s. Were they in the 70s? Oh, I don't remember that. What are the ones with the real long ones? That was the 90s, right? It's like the They came up here like, and like Sharon always laughs at me. I just goes, what are you wearing, your capris today? I go, yeah. I have like these long shorts like, well, like Kevin like Smith the, does. Kevin Smith, yeah. right? Are like they board like shorts? Like not the, no, not the jeans. I don't wear the Jordan. Sk- no, the Jordan. Those the skate, skateboarders? Skateboarders wore those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, uh, the... They go past the knee. Yeah, they go past the knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you wearing the freaking short shorts like Clinton when he used to go running? It's like, oh, whoa, whoa, what's going on there? Yeah, but that was a that, was, knee. that was seventies. That was the seventies. Yeah, what was up with, with that? With the tube socks and the. Well, I remember in gym class. Yeah, because I, I graduated in seventy five. Oh my uh-huh. god! <laughs> Sarah's like mother was a really boy. short. The short, you know, nylon yeah, 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 shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Clinton look with him jogging. Well, yeah. Why on earth was that ever? I don't well, remember. As a freshman in high school, we had the school. Yeah, the high school gym had a, It had a a, a big really big pool that everybody yeah. used to use in the whole city. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh wow. It was one of those. So, But as a freshman, you had to take a year of, of swimming class. Wow. And I tell you, those trunks, you didn't own those. Those were issued by the school. Wait. You they wore some nylon, bits. Well, they were sanitized, hopefully. Sure. But they were these nylon things. They were really, really brief. And I remember thinking like, you know, you didn't really think twice about it because it was all boys. Yeah. Yeah. I went so to all boys like, school, oh, too. Oh, yeah. You, you know. But I think back on it, and you go, those were very brief. And yeah. you do see them like you'll see a Like the Michael Phelps the guys when they wear the yeah, swimmers, like, like the those, yeah. Olympic yeah, guys? Yeah, they those were little very, like, very... Yeah. Wow, really? That's but when you see it, when you see it like in a show or you see something from the 70s, and you go, oh, that really does look awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's not until you can, you can look back on it yeah, and you're like, you know, why didn't we know, ever say we, yes to this? Who said that? But I remember cut off, you cut off your... Good thing they did too. They're the original... I saw on um, Reddit. Jackets. So I what? follow this thread on Reddit that's called r slash trashy. And it's just about, you know, humans being trashy. Yeah. Just come of the earth. And um, this guy came into... It, <laughs> he went into a... Uh, what? what happened? He went into um, a liquor store. It was, I think, Russia. Okay. And he only had... He had the face mask. But right. Just says like a loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. No face mask or anything. <laughs> Maybe he breathes out of his orifice down there. It could be like a porpoise. Some, That's his blowhole. Some woman. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.